0: On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What is happening? And welcome to the Locked On Pistons Podcast. Your episode for Friday, February 23rd, and Detroit Pistons basketball is back tonight. This is your congested host, Matt Shook, and you can find me on Twitter at Matt Underscore Shook, S-C-H-O-C-H, another underscore after that. And also the Locked on Pistons Twitter account, handle Locked on Pistons, aptly named. And also you can find us on Facebook. Give us a like at the Locked on Pistons page, dash Matt Shook. You can find us there. We're going to be talking about the Boston Celtics at the Pistons play tonight. And they are visiting downtown Detroit. And then on Sunday, the Pistons will be in Charlotte for a matinee against the Hornets. And then we're also going to be talking about Tangathon, which will be happening for the worst teams in the NBA in the second half of the season, and how it might impact the pistons playoff chances and then we'll take a look at the numbers for the pistons and how we feel about their chances For getting into the playoffs from an unbiased perspective, 538.com has run the numbers and we'll give an update on what those are looking like. But like I said, the Boston Celtics, the second best team in the Eastern Conference. Now two games behind the Raptors are in town tonight before the Pistons hit the road for a few games, including Sunday afternoon against Charlotte and Kemba Walker. The Celtics stumbled into the All-Star break before the layoff, losing four out of five with their only win coming in overtime. It's a classic young team hitting the wall, they were great early on in the season and they were performing above expectations and now falling off a little bit for instance remember when Jason Tatum was leading the NBA in three point percentage early on the season well now he's 14th well behind guys like Reggie Bullock of the Detroit Pistons who is now third in the NBA by the way Bullock shooting 45.2 percent from three while Tatum's down to 42.7 so not a small discrepancy between those two shooters at this point. But that's not to say that the Celtics won't have some stretches of good basketball throughout the season the rest of the way, but unless Gordon Hayward comes back uh, for the playoffs after that horrific ankle injury he suffered and he comes back and not only comes back but plays very good, I would say that this is not really a championship team unless that happens. But still, 40-19, and 19, Al Horford putting together a fantastic season and maybe a little Kyrie Irving rejuvenation coming out of the break is possible as well after he was the early choice for MVP for the first couple weeks and into maybe a month or so of the season before not only guys like LeBron James, but James Harden as well had, you know, great uh, stretches there in the to, to close out the first half, and those two are probably the the choices for MVP right now. Marcus Smart is supposed to be back; he's probable for tonight's game uh, for the Celtics against the Pistons. He missed the last eleven games before the All Star break after he suffered lacerations from punching a picture frame because he is smart, not just Marcus Smart, but smart as well. But this is a big chance for Stan Van Gundy tonight to reveal the new wrinkles that he's built into the offense over the All Star break. The team had two practices on Wednesday and Thursday, so Stan was kind of dampening the enthusiasm a little bit at practice Wednesday when he was talking about it, noting that you know not all that much time to put stuff in, but he did say that he sat on the porch of his Orlando home watching film to come up with some stuff, stealing some of the Memphis stuff that they used to use from when they had Marcus Gasol and Zach Randolph there, and also some of the Spurs stuff with LaMarcus Aldridge and and uh, Paul Gasol with a uh, Greg Popovich putting that stuff, and also some stuff from the Jazz with Rudy Gobert and Derek favors inside there. But Boston, tonight against the Pistons, one and a half point favorites, although the 538.com NBA projections for tonight say the Pistons are fifty eight or 51% favorites to win that one. So if you believe those, maybe you want to consult your favorite bookie service and get a bet in. But the Pistons then will take on the Hornets for a 1 o'clock afternoon Eastern game, so make sure to be ready to watch that one, just like you would a Lions 1 o'clock start on Sunday afternoon taking on Kemba Walker, Dwight Howard, and those guys. A team that's 10th in the Eastern Conference right behind the Pistons trying to climb back with a little bit of a favorable schedule as well. We'll be talking more about the Hornets a little bit later on today. But then the Pistons will go to Toronto after that for one home game on Wednesday. against the Milwaukee Bucks before hitting the road next weekend, Friday and Saturday, a back-to-back in Florida at Orlando and then at Miami. So six games in nine days for the Pistons, which is very nice and uh, they will probably be underdogs in five of those games so go find a way to go uh, four and two in those and uh, make it happen right after the All Star break for the Pistons. Go beat some teams that you're not supposed to and uh, get back into the race. No problem, huh? Good luck. But we'll be talking about Tankathon and why it will impact the Pistons down the stretch. We already saw that on Thursday night and what that might mean as the Pistons are scoreboard watching. But if your company is interested in men between the ages of 18 and 44, then your company should be sponsoring this podcast. Locked on Pistons is listened to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 and forty. So, if you want men 18 to 44 to be reached, this is your spot. Plus, our rates are reasonable. So, email me at matt underscore shook, S C H O C H, at yahoo.com to find out more. Yes, sir! We're going to be talking about some of the numbers and odds for the Pistons making the playoffs. But if you did not know, it is already tankathon as teams throughout the league are vying for those top draft picks by losing, making organizational decisions to lose, which is a great look for the NBA. Every spring, although credit to Commissioner Adam Silver, who's adjusted the lottery chances going forward after this summer so that the worst teams in the NBA have a little bit lesser of a chance of getting that top pick. So it should deter that a little bit going forward. But it is also scoreboard-watching season for teams like the Pistons, who might be on the edge of getting or not getting in the playoffs as the season goes on. But the 76ers got a 116-115 to 115 win uh, in Chicago on Thursday night, this was one of those games that's going to be maddening to Pistons fans down the stretch as the Bulls front office sat down veterans Robin Lopez and Justin Holiday to get a look at the youngsters. The 76ers went up 18 early, but those Bulls scratched and clawed their way back and led by one point. With eight seconds left, enter former MSU Spartan Denzel Valentine, who, like I said, if Holiday was on the court, was was with the team, might not even be on the court in that situation, although Valentine is a, a key player for the Bulls, who are certainly in the middle of a rebuilding process. But Valentine threw that inbound pass away to Joel Embiid and then Not only that, but then went ahead and fouled Ben Simmons right after that with five seconds or so left. And Simmons went to the line and knocked down the two free throws for the win. The Bulls then missed a couple of chances in close, with Valentine being the eventual last chance that lost. So that was a bad result for Detroit obviously as the 76ers are the 7th team in the Eastern Conference standings right now. And along those same lines the Wizards beat the Cavs and the Wizards are another team that the Pistons might have their eyes on with John Wall out for another few weeks with his injury. And then to knock it to, to knock it all off uh, in another bad way the Hornets beat the low-lead Nets. And I know the Nets aren't really a tankathon team as they don't have their draft pick next year, but I'll throw them in that category as well. So the Hornets right behind the Pistons are another team that have the has the eye of Detroit. So the teams are just diving for losses and it might be something to get used to if you're a Pistons fan. You're not the rest of the season you shouldn't be just concerned with just how the Pistons do, but you should be watching teams like Philly, Miami, Washington, Indiana, some of those other NBA bottom Eastern Conference playoff teams du jour to see if if they do well in those games. And to that end, against the teams in Tankathon, and like I said, I included Brooklyn in there, even though they don't have their pick next year, and also the Knicks, who you might argue still have a playoff chance, but I put them in there because, well, they're the Knicks. So every team outside of the top 10 in each of the respective Eastern and Western conferences. The Pistons' remaining schedule has 11 games against those teams, and Miami, the 8th place team in the Eastern Conference, also has 11 games against those teams. And we know that Philadelphia, in a tweet from James Edwards the third of the Athletic uh, from Basketball Reference, noted that the Sixers have the easiest schedule down the stretch. However, the Indiana Pacers only have 6 Six games left against those teams that are tanking. And although three of them are in their next three games, a lot of Atlanta on the schedule next coming up soon for Indiana. So even if the Indiana Pacers get a little bit more separation in the next few days, they're really not out of the picture, out of the sights of the Pistons as they look towards someone to knock out of the playoff picture so they can get into that top eight. So don't give it up just quite yet, even if the Pacers get it up to about five games or so of a deficit. Uh, On top of the Pistons. But as Tim Bontemps of Washington Post pointed out on Twitter the other night, or last night, sorry, Thursday night, four of the eight worst teams in the NBA played tonight. All of them lost. Two of them in the final seconds. The great tank race of 2018 continues to roll on. In marvelous fashion. Now the Pistons fans might argue that that wasn't marvelous fashion on Thursday night, but they will be the beneficiaries of some of this stuff going forward as well. And we're going to be talking about some of those numbers and odds for the Pistons making the playoffs a little bit after this, but you should be also listening to the Lockdown Lions podcast with Matt Derry, formerly of Detroit Radio, and you should be checking that out every day as long as as well as some other NBA podcasts. we got one from every NFL team and one of every NBA team out there as well. The Locked On Network, your team every day. Well, 538.com updated its playoff projections after the Thursday night games, and the Pistons are at, drum roll please, 22% of getting into the playoffs according to the numbers crunchers of the ESPN micro site run by Nate Silver. I'm posing the questions to Pistons fans on our Locked On Pistons Twitter account, so go on there, vote, put your name on it. Simply put, Will the Pistons make the playoffs? But not with nights like Thursday night, I'll tell you that right now. Interestingly enough, behind the Pistons that are 22%, the Hornets are 12% chances of making the playoffs. Only 10 points lower in the Pistons, despite being 3.5 games behind them in the standings right now. So 3.5 games of cushion, and only 10% according to the numbers crunchers. Of the teams that the Pistons and the Hornets are chasing that are in the Eastern Conference playoffs right now, the Wizards stand a 99% chance of making it. Well, the 76ers stand a 98% chance of taking it. So near locks, according to ESPN, for them. However, when you go down the list, the Milwaukee Bucks, 93%. The Indiana Pacers, 91%. And the 8th place, Miami Heat, are at 86%. So those could be the teams to zero in on. Milwaukee, Indiana... In Miami, the good news is that the Pistons won the season series against Indiana, who Detroit trails in the standings by 4.5 games. And then next Saturday night in Miami, the Pistons have a chance to, in what might be the biggest game of the season, have a chance to win the season series against the Heat. You win that one, and the Pistons Pistons take the season series three to one, wrapping up the tiebreaker against them in the case that the Pistons end up with the same record as Miami. So it would be nice to have that in the pocket against Miami and Indiana, if that's what happens down the stretch. So another game of note tonight to keep an eye on, Miami Heat. They are in New Orleans to take on the Pelicans. They will be two point, two and a half point dogs in that one. So that's kind of one of the games to watch out for tonight. Meanwhile, the Pacers are playing host to the Hawks, so maybe Atlanta will play some of that inspired ball like they did a little bit against the Pistons before the break and get a win. But like I said, it is scoreboard-watching season, so keep an eye on those games as you watch Detroit battle Boston tonight in the return of NBA Detroit Pistons basketball after the long All-Star break. But go ahead and join us on Monday. We'll be wrapping up these games against the Celtics and the Hornets from over the weekend, and we'll also be talking about other stuff as the NBA season continues to roll on after tonight. So give us a follow on the Locked on NBA Network Twitter handle at Locked on NBA Net and give us an iTunes rating and also follow us on Facebook at Locked on Pistons Matt Shook. So enjoy your weekend, everyone. Enjoy the return of Pistons basketball to your life. And thanks for listening. We'll talk to you all again very soon.